Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. That one you levicated to all the bicycle riders seen. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, me other bike rider. Bike rider, me other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, me other bike rider. Everybody should ride. Bicycle. And good morning, and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show for. 22nd of June 2015 and I believe today or yesterday was the solstice I always get confused between the two so you're listening to 3CR 8.55am and digital a community radio station in Melbourne and this is a program about cycling and related transport issues and thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs and if you haven't gathered so far, my name's Chris Lots happening um, in the inner north this week, and we've got the Fixomatosis uh, Melbourne Rubo 10th anniversary coming up, and they've got a lot of events on. I'll be um, going over those in a tick. And on today's interview, I'll be speaking to David Barella from Bike Sydney. And uh, we spoke to David back in ooh, was it February, and um, doing a recap of events and news about um, all the. Getting my cycleways confused. I've got uh, some other cycleway news here, but we're talking about the Collins Street cycleway and uh, plans to rip that up. And uh, some other stuff that's been happening in Sydney with the Sydney Cycle Hack and um, protest rides and a couple other bits and pieces we should go over. So, good bit of news about another bikeway, which one is, this one is in Adelaide. The Froome Street bikeway looks like it's to stay. This was going to be ripped up or removed, but now it looks like it's finally got a stay of execution. So, uh, the uh, controversial Froome Street bikeway should be retained because it does not impact upon motorists or local, local businesses according to an independent evaluation. So, this is good news for um, Adelaide riders. So, they... Looking at the uh, City Council commissioned an evaluation of the $1.6 million bikeway which opened last May after it received complaints from motorists and local businesses about its design. Sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it? Similar things will happen here in Melbourne and Sydney as well. So, uh, Froome Street was reduced from two traffic lanes to one to make room for the bikeway, parking and planner boxes. And um, independent report determined that that whether the project should be changed or not. So, it looks like it may stay. Now, if you haven't noticed... Um, and it's the um, topic conversation for most people in Melbourne at the moment is, geez, it's cold, isn't it? Anyway, I saw a few things over the weekend that, uh, just to keep in mind, when you are riding, please, 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 if you wear a scarf, make sure that the ends are nicely tucked in. There's a reason for it. One, you want to stay nice and warm, and two, you don't want the ends catching anything on the bike. But you probably realised... Uh, to stay nice and warm, keep your scarf around your neck. I've also found too in the colder months, keep your toes and your fingers a little bit more moisturised. I know that might be a slight beauty tip, but your fingers and toes and your nose and your, your lips sometimes kind of dry out a little bit more in the colder months. So yeah, make sure you do that. And um, another interesting thing I saw was 
someone wearing a um, old-fashioned style uh, ski gloves with the um, mitts. So uh, that was um, kind of like your old-fashioned mitten. So it was very, very cute to see that. But um, a bit more about what you should be wearing. One thing to keep in mind is where, if you can afford to get them, get some good uh, quality wicking uh, thermals. Uh, pref preferably wool if you can get them, but I've got to admit, a couple of good pairs of thermals are a lovely thing to have this time of year, especially the good wicking varieties. That, you know, Get that moisture away from you if you get up to a bit of a sweat when you're riding. But... Um, it's a lovely thing to have if you've got change of change facilities um, stuff at your workplace. If you if you have got that, or you've got somebody can have a shower or hang up your clothes and let them dry out or air out, it's a lovely thing to have. If you haven't, I know it's a bit of a pain, but um, make sure that uh, also in winter months, do something like layering your your clothing so you know it warms up during the day. You can you know take off the coat and your scarf and. Yeah, also, you know, so you don't get too overheated when you're, you know, off the bike or when you're coming off the bike, you, you tend to be a little bit clammy, which can be a bit uncomfortable, especially if you've got to sit down in class or your workplace. But um, do something like, um, yeah, the scarf, especially, as I was saying earlier, make sure they're wrapped around your neck and the ends are tucked in beautifully because I just saw a young gent riding around and it was just, it was, it was a nice kind of visual seeing, you know, the scarf and the like, but the you could go. You could either end, lose your scarf, or you could end up getting the end shredded. So please, 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 just tuck the ends in. And I'm just going to take a quick break, and I'll be back in a moment. Oh no! Freeze, fellas, you're under arrest. What do I do? Um, call a lawyer. Hello, Fitzroy Legal Service. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you are arrested, you should make a no-comment interview. A no-comment interview? Yeah. Well, how do I do that? You say... No, no comment! To everything? Yes, except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment. So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment? Yes, you say... No, no comment! To everything? Yes. Say no, no comment. comment! If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. It's for Legal Service, proudly supporting 3CR. Okay, I mentioned earlier that this weekend sees the 10th anniversary of the Melbourne Roubaix and there's a series of events coming up for the Melbourne Roubaix to actually celebrate uh, that. And uh, the first one, which uh, should interest many people, is up at DISC. And that is the Melbourne Bi Melbourne Custom, Custom Bike Show. I got that out right. And that is on Saturday, the 27th of, of June. And come and see 250 two-wheeled exotic bikes submitted by you. So that's a lot of people who put these in. And they're arranged around the velodrome by category for your viewing pleasure. Get inspired to build your next two-wheel beauty at the bicycle market. There'll be builders, makers, brands and more. And this is going to be up at DISC, which is the Derribin International Sports Centre. And that's up... Um, Derribin Road between Station Street and Grange Road. So that's going to be on from 12 to 4 p.m. Its entry is uh, $5. Children under 10 will be free. Yeah, if we get up there and have a bit of a look at that because uh, there's been a few custom bike shows on in Melbourne and I reckon this would be a great one to get to because the Melbourne Roubaix is the next day and that's when you 
look at everybody else's bikes that they're riding. So also there's going to be, uh, from Port Phillip Bug, they're going to do a prologue on the Saturday. So they're going, I'm just trying to look at, they're going to be meeting at Alfington Railway Station at uh, 10.30 a.m. on the Saturday. Going to be riding from Alfington Station to Mount Cooper Band. Bundura and back. So riding on bitumen trail, uh, shed trails and no cobblestone. So afterwards they're going to go to the Derebin International Sports Centre at Disc for the Melbourne Custom Bike Show. And so that'll be a lovely way to round out your day. So I'm just going to take another quick break and I should be back with David Barella from uh, Bike Sydney. Promote your community event, be it a rally, meeting, fundraising gig, call-out for entries or piece of Agiprop on 3CR's online community calendar. Not-for-profit community organisations and activist artists are invited to upload community event information and event poster or photos. Go to 3cr.org.au and click on Add Your Community Event Here on the right-hand column under Community Events. 3CR spreading the seeds of dissent. And you're back listening to 3CR 855am and digital. And on the line today, I have David Barella from Bike Sydney. Hi, Chris. Nice to be with you again. Great. Yeah, just a recap from um, February. We still have activities going on in Sydney. You've just had a huge weekend with the um, Sydney Cycle Hack. Yeah, we're just settling down and gathering all the photos and videos and doing the, the splice and dice, I guess. So that'll be a, a few days away, I guess. But um, we had a terrific weekend with Cycle Hack, the 48-hour event. Uh, I think there was one in Melbourne as well, and this was part of a worldwide movement of over around 30 plus cities, um, getting people involved in, in designing their own hacks, their own solutions to their barriers to cycling. So um, it's an important event in the sense that um, it's engaging riders as they see their solutions, uh, their problems and their solutions, and you know, getting them to think about and stewarding through the creative process to come up with actual um, hacks. So yeah, I can tell you more about that, but it's been a very full weekend. So you don't necessarily have to be someone like an engineer or a traffic planner to attend one of these. Just I'm just kind of trying, trying to get a feel for someone who may not be off a with a cycle hack um, concept. Yeah, sure. No, definitely not. And in fact, by the way, a little bit of our background intention was to try and introduce um, non-expert people into into the discussion, and that that worked out quite well, actually. So, yeah, normally most people think of a hack, if at all they know it, to be about coding hack where maybe there's um, there's a bunch of software engineers uh, stuck in a cave having beer and pizza all weekend. <laughs> Not that kind of thing. No, I don't, it's a I bit don't. More, um, a bit more aimed at designers. Um, and, in fact, the, the people who stewarded the, the crew through the weekend were very um, highly, highly skilled designers um, in Sydney here. And they, they sort of took – really the focus of the weekend was actually that process of design, of prototyping, talking oh, – sorry, in order, um, ideating, talking about it, testing your idea, actually going out into the streets and asking people about it and just imagining stuff and prototyping. And so the, the key thing was 
people making and doing all the time, not thinking about it. So that that act itself um, was really the focus, and, and sort of it was quite quite inspiring to watch people really take that up. And some of the stuff that came out was um, really impressive. So really, the key to answer you to your question is, um, it's really about people, uh, riders themselves. Um, yes, okay, with guidance, finding you know, enunciating what their stories, their barriers to cycling are and getting on top of those and finding hacks for them, solutions. So uh, it was really inspiring, actually. So if people want to find out a bit more in a few days' time when you've processed the photos and the feedback you've got from the Soccer Hack, where can they go to find out more? Um, probably the easiest best is always following us on social media, Bike Sydney, so both on Twitter and Facebook, uh, one word, Bike Sydney, B-I-K-E Sydney. Good. So when we last spoke in February, we were talking about the College Street Cycleway and since then there's been a few more developments and earlier this month there was a rally. Can you fill us in a bit more what's been happening with this kind of strange process of actually taking out bicycle infrastructure? Yeah, this is a forever changing story. It's You couldn't script this stuff. It's just crazy. <laughs> um, we're, we've been with, involved with our state body, Bike New South Wales, uh, we organised a rally. Uh, maybe I should set people up a bit. So College yeah. Street Cycleway is one of the north-south separated cycleways. So that is, it's a green lane that has um, physical concrete barriers to one side to separate from cars going uh, along the eastern edge, by the way, of our city in a north-south direction. It's critical. It's not even put sort of centrally placed as probably it should be. And by the way, its location, its siting was, was prescribed by the, the roads minister. He was the one that said, oh, you should go to the fringe of the city. So there it is. Um, and it's critical because um, it's first of all, you know, high quality infrastructure. And second, because it's the it's a, a leg that helps to form a network that's joining up uh, different sort of routes through the city. Without which, um, then a lot of this network, and more to the point, even the prospect of a network falls over. And so, by the way, just a quick aside, you may remember from last February's discussion, we also have another north-south running uh, proposed cycleway in Castle Ray Street. For those that know it but now has also been kiboshed. It didn't even get it to the table. So we were talking about it. It was going to be shared with um, loading vehicles, believe it or not. And now that's, since the time we've spoken, also been knocked out. So the the relevance of that was, well, if it was that College Street Cycleway, as was proposed by the Minister, was to be deleted, it was not to be until we gave that, we replaced it with that um, other north-south route. And now here we are. We're not going to get either. And we're literally, just for a little scoop for you, I think we're merely a, a week or two away from that College Street cycleway being removed. So here we are, is it a world first where we've put in a separated cycleway and now we're going to rip them out in order to bring in more traffic vehicles? I mean, has that happened anywhere in the world before? And um, going back to, uh, was it the 2nd or 3rd of June when you had a um, rally up there in support, there was incorrect reporting by the ABC seeing that Sydney cycles are protesting against the city cycleway to make way for the light rail. We're trying to make a, a play here between light rail and cyclists being against it. And it was very um, shoddy, or just incorrect reporting of the facts. Yeah, look, I don't know why. It was very clear on the day. So, of course, you did ask about the rally. And, of course, recently, sadly, there was a passing of another rider yes. here, Henri Swakey, uh, on, and basically he was... Uh, sadly uh, found himself in the position between a parked car and a, an oncoming truck. Uh, we've, we've actually spoken with the family. You can imagine how harrowing that was. And, yes. Uh, our sympathies go out to the family. Uh, you can imagine having a tough time. And so here's, here's, here's a story that you know is very real and shows the human cost and the need for separation. The rally was to celebrate Henri's um, passing, 
uh, and also to make a statement to say this is you know enough is enough. We 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 just need proper high quality infrastructure rather than all of these sort of bits of pieces, uh, you know, sort of lane markings and car door lanes, which which we all know, you know, because we ride how how dangerous they can be. So what it was definitely not about, in fact, there was absolutely zero mention of anything to do with any other kinds of infrastructure. It certainly was not a competition between it's us or them. In fact, that was one of the messages that would, the way forward is more for inclusive design and, and uh, human-centric design. It made no mention whatsoever. It had no intention to sort of make a position against the light rail, which we're highly supportive of, by the way. Um, so it was, you know, it was probably a benign... Uh, benign and lazy sort of uh, reportage. Um, I don't think there was any intention behind it, but yeah, a little unfortunate. But so, on the positive, yeah. on that day we had um, we had two members of parliament speak. We had uh, myself uh, on behalf of the, the I say, uh, relating the story that I had with the family, uh, bicycle New South Wales and others, and about 500 to 700 riders showed up. Um, you know, so it's the movement's really starting to build, and, and there's quite a dissatisfaction about the low level of provisioning for cycling infrastructure. So that's what it was about. Mm. Because uh, I was looking at the, for was it Dr. Henry Zuki? Uh, Don, uh, Henri Swakey, yes. Swakey, sorry, I'm just yes. going phonetically. Um, he'd only recently moved to Australia. His wife had had their third child in the last year or so. And it's just yep. incredibly sad because he was a paediatric uh, uh, ortho... Oh, something at the Children's Hospital at Westmead. That's right. Incredibly sad. No, and I was looking at uh, the... There was a crowdsource or crowdfunding thing put together to help his family, which had a very um, small goal of $5,000. And it has raised over 75000 to help his family That's out. That's right. It's just incredible, um, the, the overwhelming community support to help his family. It is, and you know, might I say, I think this is how, at least, I see uh, one of the the pillars of Bike Sydney's role function is actually to aggregate um, all matters, considerations, needs of cyclists. That is, we're all out there, probably pretty much as Yarrabug and and and, and bugs otherwise in Melbourne uh, are knowing. You know, there's lots of riders around. I was recently in Melbourne for a, a conference, Progress 2015, really a wonderful conference in Town Hall. And it was just wonderful watching um, the riders on your central streets. I just couldn't get over how different it is to Sydney. Maybe I was lucky. Uh, forgive me. I think it's Swanston Street. Swanston Walk. The, the, <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, but the street that, yeah. that the town hall fronts, I just couldn't believe how well uh, the transport, you know, how well designed the transport was there. And in, in the AM morning, at the AM peak, I saw a lot of riders riding around comfortably, honourably. They were complying. You, you'll know better than me that, Riders are required to stop behind trams when trams pull up. And I just thought, what? wow, look at the compliance here, and it's quite different. And just all to say, you know, as you know, when we design properly, then people want to participate. And it's not to say the corollary is the case that if you don't design properly, well, it's all hell breaks loose. But, you know, it takes nothing more than good design, and it all works out. So back to my point is um, Bike Sydney I see as, as a body to aggregate um, our, our voice, our conversation, our need, um, so here's another case, yet another case where, uh, you know, so a family reaches out and asks for $5,000 and all of a sudden the community comes back at large and the same with the rally and the same with many other things besides. There's a real opportunity there. Maybe one of our, one of the great roles the bugs can, can really extend on is um, aggregating, is giving platforms yes. to, to, to collate, to bring together, to show as one 
the very many writers that are out there. So we must never forget, if I may, I'm proselytizing a little bit, but of course there are a lot of cycle writers out there, but it's rare actually, as I, as, as I was reminded of on Cycle Hack on the weekend, that we come together and we get to share and we get to voice, you know, around our concerns and needs as one. And so that struck me, and I think uh, to your point, yeah, that's what the $75,000 shows. It's a, yet another reminder that there's a lot of love out there, a lot of support, and that there's a lot of people riding, but we just don't necessarily always see it as one big agglomerate, one big blob. Um, so let's look for those chances, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, not wishing to criticise other groups, but there's a push for membership. And from I'm thinking from our bugs perspective, we see it more as we're an information clearinghouse or a networker. We, you know, we don't really need your resources or your money, but what we want to hear yep. is for your ideas. And, to, yes, like, and to, energy. Yeah, and also to build that capacity to have a better cycling um, environment or as, you know, like for all means of sustainable transport because, you know, there's other things that get covered on this show. And I just got quickly mentioned, I saw something last night, there's a new group that started up in Sydney called CORE, which is Cyclists Against West Connects. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. They're looking at doing a ride, um, I think, from the south up to Gospels Park. Uh, sorry, I really don't know Concord area that well, but um, there's going to be yep. a ride on from the 4th of um, July because there's going to be a big rally up in one of the parks in uh, Concord. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, look it up, um, Cyclist yep. Against West Connects, and they've got a nice little um, logo of a magpie. <laughs> Hopefully just in in time, in the season. Yeah, look, there's there's lots of initiatives even on the weekend. People were busting to sort of to say, I've got this thing running, that thing running. So, look, the initiatives are there. Um, you're absolutely right. It's hard as um, not-for-profits and volunteers mm. to, you know, to really corral that energy. Um, you can't spend all your life, you know, on volunteer work. But uh, there's lots of energy, and I think um, probably social media is a quick answer here, getting on there and just trying to, again, aggregate those, let those little rivulets and streams join as one big estuary out into the ocean, you know, really aggregating the... The energy, I think, is is the way forward. But it's there. I guess my focus was to say it's definitely there. And everything, every time we dip our hand into the water, we really feel that rush of energy and say, "Whoa, okay." You know, there are, as you say, those core style initiatives. Um, but we know that, and I guess I'm just expressing to the to the listeners, you know, if, if people have energy to contribute, um, that's I think one quick, helpful, efficient way to to bring people online. Just to, to call out, reach out to friends, come and join a meeting. Um, you know, get online, maybe start your own initiative exactly like the core thing on social media and people will join. There's a lot of us out there. I think we're just a bit uh, seen too disparately is the issue. So if we come together as one at any chance, then then things will happen. Mm. Yeah, and just to touch base on how far we've come, I can remember, I can't remember the actual date of this. It was either the late 90s or early 80s. There was some guerrilla um, bike lanes put in in Sydney. And, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, people were going out late night and putting down their own bike lanes. Now, to bring this up to date, probably not the same people, but it's kind of a similar inference that, that um, people have been putting down guerrilla-style markings again on a road cycle lanes and saying they're unsafe. <laughs> Do you, have you got any, yeah. any overview of what's happening there? I mean, you obviously don't know who's doing it, but it's just very interesting to see it with, like, you know, probably 25 or 15 years' perspective. 
Yeah, um, and just by the way, uh, go you one better. I'm, I'm getting, I'm receiving photographs of yet more markings um, this morning. So that oh. may, you know, may kick on. It, it, um, this is on, by the way. So that the markings that I've seen this morning are on a separated cycleway out, at least to Sydney, famous Burke Street cycleway, which is the first, you know, flagship separated cycleway north south through the city. Um, it's clear that there's some, you know, the dissatisfaction with the lack of action from the government is widely held, and people are now taking matters into their own hands. And you know that that's that's not an ideal situation either. But um, the people are fed up, I guess, with with inaction from the government. So it's really time that we've moved on from our roads minister up here calling for, yeah, okay, let's have another round table, and you know, inevitably it'll be to talk about bike registration or you know. <laughs> or red light running or something like that, something that, that has nothing to do with needing to attend to this poor quality infrastructure, and that is car door lane. So, Chris, the, the, the markings that you're talking of to bring the, speed, the, the, the listeners up to speed is um, the classic car door lane mm. uh, marking where there's a bike logo on a solid line has had sprayed under it unsafe cycle lane as if to make a statement that you know this is not good enough, and you need to see the vision to see how narrow this particular lane on which the markings were sprayed is, and it really does jam up uh, riders against cars and and fast moving traffic. You know, in a corridor that's barely the width of handlebars. You know, it must be, I'm guessing, a metre wide kind of thing. So there's no room for for error, uh, and we shouldn't be there in the first place. So I mean, uh, it's a bit hard to run this story because everyone listening will understand and empathise with the the pain that we have as we run on car door lanes. And yet, where well, it is a challenge, because you know, often that's that's the option, except for one thing, and this is the key point. It's now time, at least in Central Sydney, for us to be calling on agencies and government to say, well, you know, the roads, uh, the road corridor is for move, for mobility, moving people around. What are, what are we doing with that sort of storage of private vehicle? Uh, you know, that's private property there. Property there. Why are we using that precious space just to store vehicles, which often, you know, sit there for days at a time because they don't want to lose their pass their parking spot here in Central Sydney? So, um, a little bit of interpretation here, but it's certainly to do with all of the goings on that we've mentioned in this interview here. Uh, yet another death of a rider, poor quality infrastructure, and so on. That it's an outpouring of people, and again, it seems to be there's another instance of it. Um, and it's a pretty directly a statement about just how how the quality of infrastructure needs to improve. And I think it's time for all us, all of us to have a have a discussion around now on street car parking. You know, is that really a valuable use of that precious lane space on either side of the road? Here we are, people are dying, and yet we're happy not to talk about you know just pre- uh, storing private property on the edge of the road. It doesn't seem very you know, considerate or fair. Yeah, because is that. Um Various studies have been done on what, you know, the kind of false economy of, of parking because it is storage of private property and it's um, something that's got to be unpacked. Yeah, and I mean, a nice little exercise is to, to, to reframe that idea that is um, just to really underline that it is private property. And we all know the political resistance that's there to try and attack this issue of on-street car parking, particularly its removal. But let's imagine if we tipped out the the stuff we all have in the attic or under the house and just and just paid for the parking no less, but we just stored it out on in those on street parking bays. People would be up in arms. They just think it's they'd be indignant with the waste of the use of that space. And all of a sudden, in that moment, they'd realise what the value of it is. Oh, get out of my car parking spot. Yeah. Well, hang on, but it's just my private pop property, and I've paid for the parking. What do you care? Well, it's for cars. Well, you know, and so on, so on. It might be a nice, playful way to engage the topic, but 
the point there being not whatever should be the campaign or intervention, just to say it really is time that, that we in Australia, if we're serious about transport and mobility and above all else, safety of its citizens, start to talk about, you know, what what are we doing with on-street parking? It's just taking up so much space and often to no value. You know, you see boats parked there. Depending where you are, you can see boats and trailers and all sorts of things that park there. But even if they're cars, you know, really is that the right the right use of that space? Yeah. So just to uh, wrap up, um, I think we've got to catch up again in the next few months because it sounds like there's so much going on in Sydney and we've just got to keep an eye on what's happening with College Street um, Cycleway. So if people want to find out more, to go to the Bike Sydney website about Cycle Hack and also keep a lookout on social media for... Um, particularly social... Yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Chris. Particularly social media yeah. because so much is happening, even like with the Cycle Hack, I'll have to rely on so many people, uh, as I said, splicing and dicing the films and this and that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Facebook and Twitter are the most immediate ways and we'll be trying to keep everyone updated on all things um, through those two channels. Okay. Thank you so much today. And, oh, um, okay. and we'll, um, we'll be in touch soon. Yeah, great to chat and talk to you soon. Thanks, David. Bye. Bye. Hey, are you curious? Do you want to see how a busy radio station works? Do you want to know how over 300 broadcasters come together to produce radio 24-7? Are you interested in seeing the inside of a radio studio? Or do you want to find out more about 3CR's unique radio philosophy? Let me take you on a station tour. For $90, 3CR offers one-hour radio station tour for groups at a time that suits you. Radio. So if you are part of a community organization, student group, or institution, give 3CR a call on 94198377. For more information about radio station tours at 3CR, go to 3cr.org.au and click on Station Tours. And you're back listening to Yarrabug Radio on Community Radio, 3CR 855 AM and digital. And quickly, we've got a Friday night ride, Northcote edition for Projector Bike, and that's going to be leaving uh, 7.30 Northcote Town Hall on Friday 26th, and they'll be uh, riding around looking at at, uh, bike paths and blank walls with Projector Bike. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Podcast should be up pretty damn fast because we've got a new system here we've been working on. And don't forget, Radiothon, if you've made your pledge, please make it to Yarrabug Radio so we can help 3CR keep broadcasting and also make our target for Yarrabug Radio. So if you'd like to subscribe or make a donation, make, you, make sure you check out the website at 3tower.org.au and stay tuned now for Dirt Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.